Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. Critically harsh reviews with a touch of class. And go. And welcome back. We appreciate you for coming back. We're bringing the sexy back, back to board game podcasting. This is Jerry, and with me is Gobby, who's busy taking a drink of this. What is this? This is very poor, cheap Jim Bean, which is all that we had this evening. But uh, beggars well, can't be choosy, right? It's on a, when, when drinker's on a budget. Mm. I'm a sub savvy drinker. So. Savvy drinker? Yeah. Ah, nice. Don't spend high in money. So I've heard that the cost doesn't necessarily equal the quality. You keep telling yourself that. That's what I tell keep, myself. Keep telling yourself that. As I drown it in water and ice and throw <laughs> it down my throat. <laughs> this podcast is about board games. Occasionally, we do tend to talk extensively about other topics. But mainly what brings us together is our love for modern board gaming. Not things like Monopoly or any other of the mainstream board games, but rather intricately designed masterful Euro games. Which is what we're going to talk about later on our podcast. Teotihuacan. Did I say that right? Teotihuacan? Yes. It's... it's You build a temple in this game. But it doesn't state which temple it is that I recall. I choose to think it's the one of doom. <laughs> that was the worst one. What? You think no, the temple crystal of- skull is the worst one? Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot about the crystal you skull. Forget I don't about even count it. <laughs> you don't even count that one. They're making a fifth one. Yes, eighty year old Indiana will be running down the road, whipping his whip, wearing his leather jacket. And where is Shia LaBeouf going to be? He's in rehab. Uh, where, <laughs> Poor guy. If you had to pick somebody to be Indiana Jones, oh. an actor, okay, who would it be? I think we've discussed this, but in the past, obviously Nathan Fillion. Oh, yeah. Nathan Fillion, 10 years ago, should have been... He uh, kind of got a little hefty there. He, uh, well, Chris he, he was doing Crassle. Castle. 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 But Ma- Mal from Firefly that was basically was Han Solo. Han Solo. But just make him. But uh, you say Chris Pratt. We've had this discussion. I like Chris Pratt. Who is there? Was somebody? Oh, there was somebody I was watching just the other day that I was thinking they would make a good Indiana Jones. Who? who what? Oh, they're like kind of funny, and they're like always getting beaten up. They're a younger actor. Will Ferrell. <laughs> Not well. Marky Mark. <laughs> Indiana Jones running around in his underwear. <laughs> That's Will Ferrell. Uh, I can't Let me think say, of anybody. You, you bide your time. I'm buying time for you. Buy you looked that up on Google. This, up. this podcast, if you'd like to follow us on the Facebook, you can. We don't really. You're not that active. Mainly we post Justin lost. Timberlake said to drop the the from the Facebook. Okay. I'm dropping the the. Who said this? Justin, the Justin Timberlake? Yes. Told Remember? me to, to from drop the, the the. Remember Social Network? I haven't watched that. You've never seen Social Network. I, I don't. First off, you know I don't watch a lot of movies. Well, Secondly, the movies that I watch, I'm not going to watch something that is still occurring. It Facebook is, is still social, going on. But it's, it's, oh, it's I don't, so good. Don't get on to me about it's this. It's so good. I don't want to hear you. I will watch it. But right now, there's not that many videos out that I'm interested in watching. Videos? <laughs> Sorry. Who's else? You're so old right now. I'm not old. I just know. Do you watch TRL as well? I used to watch TRL. What happened <laughs> to that? Uh, no one makes music videos. Well, they make them, but 
The kids just don't watch them like they I used to. I just got through watching. You just YouTube it. Not 10 minutes before the start of this podcast. I just got through watching a Billy Joel music video. I appreciate and you doing that. You I appreciate you opening me. your mind to Billy Joel. I like Billy Joel. How can you not like Billy, Billy Joel? Billy Joel would make a good Indiana the Jones. The piano man himself. He would make a good Indiana Jones. He would. Uh, who else? Uh, I literally don't know what to say, so I'm not going to say anything. Okay. Well, who are you looking up? Um, You know what? Play I don't know. You don't know. I don't remember, but there was someone I was watching the other day. And they were like constantly getting beat up in this movie, but they're also like charming and funny. I was like, that's Indiana Jones. If you can get beat up and be funny and charming and have some charisma as an actor, that's what Harrison Ford used to be. Instead of now, he's just a cranky old man. Well, he's aged. And you kind of have to roll with the punches as you get older as an actor. What's he going to, literally, what's he going to do as Indiana Jones? I don't know. He barely moved in the last movie. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's doing good Well, for his age. He didn't have to move very much. It's just a big green screen. That's true, too. That's Swinging big... on those vines. Shia LaBeouf carried that last movie. And that's pretty sad. When Shia LaBeouf carries anything, that man. I, he's, don't get me wrong. I think he's a great actor. But, uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not interested in Indiana Jones. I haven't been in, interested in Indiana Jones since The Last Crusade. That show was awesome. After that... Just I, let it go. I just like to. I just like. Just to, let it go. I just like to. Keep, Remember that? Yeah, I do. I like Indiana. It. Just let it go. And that was amazing too that they got in Sean Connery to play that. There's a man that hasn't done anything in a long time, and we don't need him to do anything. He's did his bit for society. Just go, go away. I haven't seen him in a while. It makes me sad. You know what? It's like the older I get, and I see these actors like not acting anymore, like the actors that. Was around when I was a kid. And then some should hang it up. Like Sylvester Stallone, Rambo, Last Blood. Have you seen the commercial yeah, for that? I've seen the commercial. Yes, oh, my gosh. Stop. Uh, stop, India. Uh, stop, Rambo. Uh, Rambo. Rambones. Rambo. More Rambo. like it. He's getting Ram there. Bag of bones. He's getting there. He's getting there. Poor but Sylvester Stallone. He don't want to let it go. He doesn't let, <laughs> go, let, go. let go of Rocky. Just let it go. He keeps letting Rocky stop. go. He just changed the no. name and keep going on. Um... Wait, wait, before you go into whatever you're fixing to go into, okay. I had an interesting fact for you. Hit me with it. Did you know, and I bet you probably will, it takes the average mammal over six pounds, 21 seconds to pee? So, like, no, when you say when you say that, I need clarification. Do you mean that while they're peeing, it takes 20-something seconds for them to finish peeing? Or does it take that long to initiate urination? The Georgia Institute of Technology. Okay, they're trustworthy. Apparently sat around with stopwatches, mm -hmm. waiting for different mammals to pee. Mm -hmm. According to live science, okay. this oddly consistent time is due to the fact that the urethra yeah. is appropriately scaled to be a flow-enhancing device. Okay, it is. Everybody and apparently, the perfectly enhanced flow takes 21 seconds to complete. Really? On all mammals over six pounds? Apparently. So if it's a beluga whale, blue whale, sperm whale. Now, how, they gonna, how do you know when an animal in water is peeing? You don't know. It's just like when you I'm... You just get right up I, underneath. When and I'm if in you the get, deep end, you just don't know. If you feel that 
the force of uh, those jet streams hit you all of a sudden? Click the timer. You just don't know. They didn't. They didn't time. They you didn't don't know. Time whales. They, they got under the animals. urethra of a whale and waited for a force to hit them. And yeah. they're like, "This must be pee." <laughs> they click the timer. Twenty-one seconds. It was done. That's not how they did that. I'm sure. Well, then how you. do you know? Because that's just not how science works. You don't <laughs> that's not know how they do. I that. choose to think it is. No, I wonder who funded that. Hey, hey, fellas. <laughs> Who Take a stopwatch. Go over to that mammal. Well, I, I don't want to know is why did you decide to hit me with that? <laughs> I like, thought it was why, interesting. You thought that was interesting? I took this from the article. 50 incredible, did you know, facts that will astonish everyone. What was Tell the, me this. Are you astonished? I No, I'm not interested. Give oh, me another one. Come on. Another astonishing a fact? A non-urethra one, please. Okay. Did you know? The singular form of spaghetti, confetti, and graffiti is spaghetto, confetto, and graffito. I've never been. I've never had to graffito something. <laughs> so a singular noodle. Spaghetto. Spaghetto. I thought that was a bad neighborhood in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Joji. Um, confetto. So I just a said single that was piece. Joji, like he would be offended Joji, by that. You meant Giuseppe. Giuseppe. That's what you meant. Who one of them? Oh, Giuseppe. Giuseppe. Uh-huh. I'll take Joji out of there for you. Oh, thank you. Okay, so go. Uh, Sorry, yeah. Giuseppe. Sorry, Giuseppe. Um, so if a, like piece, if a singular piece of ticker tape hits you in the eye, and you're like, ah, this confetto. <laughs> it's in my eye. So a singular piece of confetti is confetto. Yes. Oh, that does intrigue me. Are you astonished? I'm not astonished, but I'm intrigued. Give me another they one. Didn't, they didn't make that. Until, like, until I'm astonished. Do another one. <laughs> they said astonishing, so you're not astonished no, so far. No, I can gauge astonishment. <clears throat> okay. How about this one? Did you know the 1939 novel, not Gatsby, but Gadsby? Gadsby. G-A-D-S-B-Y. Okay. Is the longest book ever published. This this is astonishing. 50,000 words that does not contain the letter E. <laughs> How do you do that? Who was the guy that was on? Ernest Austin? Vincent Wright published a book without the letter E. e. Why? How do you even say this? What? The. You just, what did she, you do? He. How do you write a book? Well, I've got to find that first and read First off, it. you don't include Troy Werner. You remember from Austin Powers? He was always E. That was a play. He published a book that was nothing but E's. His autobiography. E. Oh, uh, I miss him. Until he got sick. I looked. Sick. I looked around. He died. Ow, ow, ow. He you ever died. hear him get sick? No, he died. Oh, True Warner died. Debbie Downer. I know. It was very sad. R.I.P. Little guy. I loved him. He I mean, his, his body of. I almost His made a joke. Body of, body of work. <laughs> That's not a pun. It's very short. It's <laughs> not a pun. But his body of work Jerry, was very small. But show it was some respect. I am. I'm prefacing what I'm saying by saying it's not funny. But his body of work wasn't very large. But what he did was. <laughs> Will you stop laughing? I'm trying to be serious and more than Troy Werner. I none of that astonished me. What did astonish me was my seven year old who dropped this bit of knowledge on me. We were talking about narwhals. You know what narwhals are? Yes. They're the animal that's got the uh, that horn. Right. It's not a horn. What is it? 
upon further Aren't all horns usually like hair? It's actually a tooth. Oh. Is a tooth. It's an elongated tooth. Is it a tooth on a walrus? Uh, I mean, uh, like a cow? No, it's a tooth. An actual tooth. Why did I put my hand in my mouth know. when I said to I show know, you a I tooth? Know, I know what teeth are, Jerry. <laughs> a tooth I you don't. I may be a little slow, are you, but I do know what teeth are. Are you familiar with molars? <laughs> uh, that, And it's a tooth. And they look like unicorns. And that's why narwhals are the unicorn of the sea. They have that little horn. The, that astonishes me. But none of the facts that you just mentioned astonish me. It oh, well. actually intrigues me, but not astonished. Narwhals astonish me. Waterfalls astonish me. Huh? W- waterfalls? I just know you don't go chasing them. You know why? You got to stick to the waters that you're used to? I don't know why. Rivers and lakes. Oh, that's where it's lakes. at. That's where it's at. Don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> What? No, but that's weird. Like, no, waterfalls are beautiful. They are. I'd rather see a waterfall than a river or a lake. Seen it, been there. It just sits there. A lake, literally water sitting there. Mm. Placid. Placid. That's the term. Go ahead. Placid. Or flowing. Mm. A waterfall is majestic. Like it flows through it. Majestic in nature. Like Brad Pitt out there fishing. But yet they say, don't go chasing waterfalls. Stick to the rivers and lakes you're used to. But I'm bored with them. Oh, I see the metaphor now. Yes. (laughs) Cannot believe it took us talking about this out loud that you finally realized what this song from the 90s was about. I cannot believe it took you this long. I love my wife very much. (laughs) Oh, Oh. No. That's what happens. Just a little bit of meditation. It's it's astonishing what that will do for you. That's what we say to all of our listeners. Please take time to meditate each day. Think about 90s pop culture music and its (laughs) lyrics deeply. Uh, Well, sorry. I'll go into more astonishing facts next time. uh, Wait a minute. we got to go to viewer mail. Viewers, yes, all our viewers. viewers From our viewers. We did have a viewer that viewed our YouTube and listened to it. Yes, he did. He viewed it. That was very nice. And we appreciate uh, you viewing our YouTube. So we had scads, scads of emails have come in lately. I don't know why. Well, it's because you I think beg we, for them so well, much. <laughs> but first of all, very much appreciated. Second of all, I think when we mentioned last time about the snobbies. Yeah, that really got everybody's attention. Several people wrote in saying they're up for it. Let them know. And I said, okay, we will. This is the thing. We kind of just tossed that out there. We want to do something like that, but we'll have to work out the deets. But we're working on it. But don't worry about it, because I'm on it. Bubba's on it. Actually, Bubba called me like 15 minutes ago and said, we're working on this. (laughs) Okay. He says, I really like this idea. But this is my thing. Uh, I think we need to go like calendar year. By calendar year? Like, I mean, 2018's already been done. Yeah. We don't want to talk about not, 2018 we don't live games. In the past. We don't live in the past. Because it's already over, we're and all the awards have been given to 2018 games. Yes. I don't know what the spiel, like, what is their time range? It, they just do it yearly, I think. It's so yearly. are they doing 2018 games yeah. now? Yeah. Yeah. It's what was released in 2018. They announced in March what Wingspan they... Wingspan was 2018? Yeah, it was. It was like November. Good grief. 
All right, so this guy named Marco, who's apparently a fan of zombies, he said, hey, guys, I started listening to your podcast. Really enjoy it. Thank you, Marco. That was very nice. That's it? Yes. <laughs> Paul he said more than that. Wait a minute. Paul. Paul said, uh, wait a minute. Paul wrote in. Paul's on Board Game Geek. He says, I think there shouldn't be Join our guild prize. that we randomly look at. I, oh, wait a minute. This is what Paul says. Okay. I think there shouldn't be a prize winner for 2018 as the games were all a bit below par. And then he mentions a game that oh, we reviewed. We're about to review. TOTO Con is probably my T-O-T-O-K. favorite of the year, and even that's a bit average. So instead, mm. I nominate Brass. Mm. Wow. So TOTO Con is 2018. Yeah. Good Lord. What is 2019? I uh, guess I haven't played any. Then uh, Marco wrote us we back. We kind of already did our best of 2018, though. We did. We're not going to do 2018. Okay. We're doing 2019. We're going to start, start with 2019. So Mar- basically, the end of the year. So really... <laughs> 2020, you can hear the snobbies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So Marco wrote back, wrote back and said, hey, I really like the snobbies for the name of the nomination. Uh, I did not play many games 2018. The only one I got is Quacks of Quidlinburg. I think you mentioned that you did not like it. Well, we, we mentioned we probably wouldn't like we it. Probably we probably wouldn't play it. it. We played a bag builder in Mercado. He says it's quite fun. Uh, I did not I've play Brass Birmingham, but y'all have talked about it. Keep up the great work. I've listened to almost 56 of your podcasts in the last two that's all but weeks. One. You are the first podcast I've ever listened to. Good job. Well, that's the only reason he's listening Marco, to us still. He's so, like, I don't know anything else. Marco, so you're so Y'all must kind. be okay. Uh, uh, hey, uh, we got a guy, another. We're, we're big with the, with the Australians. Good day, mate. Good day. I like anybody who Put says Put another good day, shrimp Tom. on the back. Troy. Oh, wait, that's Austria. I like Troy. I like the name Troy because it reminds me of like the city. The city. Helen. Just wanted to say, well done. Fantastic podcast. Fairly new to ba- board gaming. And I'm rapid. And he did start his email with good day. He did. He said good day. I hope my Australian accent does not offend him. He says, I've also looked as. Because at- it's mainly gotten from Monterey Jack from Rescue Rangers. <laughs> I've also looked for as many YouTube clips and podcasts as I can, and sweet Jesus, some of it's absolute crap. Yeah. And I was stoked to finally come across your offering. Wit, humor, passion, genuineness. He is from Australia. Thank you, Troy. Wit, thank you. I don't know about that. Humor, thank you. Passion, Jerry, thank you. Hey, Vlad wrote in. Vlad, you know Vlad. Vlad's the the Viking. Yes. Vlad the Viking wrote in. Him and his brother, Lufier. Lufier? Leap year. Yes, leap year. year. They want to be representatives for the Iceland uh, committee for the snobbies. Everybody's voted on the snobbies. The spiel the snob has is probably out. It's just the snobbies. Uh, he also wants to know our thoughts on Star Wars Outer Rim. I was tempted to buy I it, but I almost it looks, bought it. Uh, it's now sold out. Is it? Yeah. Uh, but I, everything we've heard is Firefly's better. Yeah. And I, uh, Firefly was alright. Everything we've heard, like we're super in the loop, talked to lots of people. I've watched like three reviews of it. Yeah, we've got this going <laughs> so, on. But everything I've heard from those three reviews, okay, Man versus Meeple, they weren't crazy about it. Who? There was somebody else. Who? That was not crazy about it. Right, tell me what your buddy Tom said. What's your buddy Tom talked Actually, about? Actually, I have not listened to his oh, review. Oh, have you? I don't. I don't listen to reviews. I listen to zero reviews. The only reviews I care about are from you. Chris wrote in Soul Train. Hey. 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 Of course, he's in on it. He wants to be a part of the committee. Chris is in. We've got to have Chris in on our snobbies committee, obviously. 
And let's see who else wrote in. Our OGs. Our basic OGs. Our OGs. Giuseppe, Joe G, Denver, Frankie, Chris. We had one individual Paul. vote for Spiel des Nabes. It didn't leave <laughs> his name. That? It didn't leave his name. He just emailed, commented through. Really? He From UC Davis, from the from the school. Uh, I think there's a Jeffy J. There's a... Anton says, yes, I wrote a review on iTunes. Hey, thanks. Yeah, he's the one that said he wrote one on iTunes. And I noticed that like it went up by one because we don't have many. And I was like, all right. And then it, he said it got must have got lost because <laughs> the rating is there. But. Anton, Anton wrote it a pun. I didn't read it till just now. He says, P.S. Arboretum is so good. I can't leaf it alone. Uh, I, I like how when they right up my alley, I like how when they email you sometimes it puts their little picture. Uh-huh. But I can't enlarge his little picture on the email. But he looks like a. He kind of looks like a. What's that guy off of? Uh, you know the pianist. What's his name? The guy oh. was on Predator. Oh, not the original Predator, but the remake. Oh, what's his name? Excellent actor. He was also on uh, King Kong. Yes. What is his name? Oh. Adrian Brody. Adrian. He's not very relevant these days. Adrian Brody will always be relevant. Mm. He's an excellent actor. Well. Anton looks slightly like Adrian Brody when I glance at him. Okay. Maybe that's not true. I, I can't tell. Now, look. This guy wrote in by the name of Kane. Let me just say <clears> this. <throat> Kane is like an awesome name. If your name is Kane, one of two things are true. (laughs) That's true. Okay, go ahead. If your name is Kane, either you're like a big, burly looking, like you're a man's man. Right. Or you're. Like he can like circle his arm around in a windmill fashion and smash it on top of your head and you go into the ground. That's Kane. (laughs) What you you been watching? (laughs) Like like cartoons? Either that. Bam! <laughs> on top of the head. Either that's true or your dad. Or number two, your dad's really cool. Your dad wanted his son to have a super macho name because Kane, any name spelled with a K, pretty much ups its masculinity. Except Chris. No, that's weird. Chris with a K. That's, that's weird. That's just a, well, no, that's. Do like, we have any Chris's that listen with a K? No. I'm sorry. I don't think there's many Chris's with a K. That's like a. That's not. Although lie. it does harken back to a certain Bible story. I think of. I, I, yes, that. And I think of Corn. You know how long. I think of Corn, the heavy metal band from you know, the 90s. You know how long Cain hated his brother? This is a joke. You bet. As I, long as he was able. I knew it was coming. I knew, I knew you would bring up some weird joke that, you, and that was that was. I wrong. wish I had a rim shot noise. <laughs> I think of Corn, the heavy metal band. They're spelled with a K. Kane, who wrote four paragraphs worth of an email. Kane, you I, are now one of our favorite listeners. He wrote us to give us. He lo- wrote us like a short story. He wrote us a short story. I like. I'll, I won't read it all, but he says, "Gabby, I love your impressions." So number oh, one, I don't thanks. think that's. Uh, he says, "I love your Jerry. I love your impressions of Gabby, and that the fact that you're harsh on games." How do you impersonate me, Jerry? I just, Go. I just say random, incoherent things and gesticulate. <laughs> That's all you got to do. No one sees that, though. Uh, he did. He th- did want. Is he the one that wants YouTube videos? Yes. He was also the one that mentioned that, lastly, this is the only negative thing. I enjoy Enrique, Bubba, and Mike every once in a while, but your channel shines with just you two. 
It's just I true. mean, that's got to be that's true. That's got to be Come true. Come on. Because, you know. We're the stars of our own show. We like to bring them in for, like, guests. You got to mix it up a little bit. Yeah. Sorry, Mike and Jerry. I mean, Enrique and Bubba. Uh, yeah. We are where the show really shines. I must say. Kane, we agree. We agree. <laughs> we agree. I love Bubba. I love Mike. However. Enrique's okay. We've also got... <laughs> I gotta tell you. No. So well, before you say what you're finna say about Enrico. Okay, go ahead. We also have a couple of reviewer uh there's a guy on Instagram, I think his name is Ryan. I sometimes I forget their names versus like their usernames, but he was like more Bubba. He loved Bubba. He, he was all about some Bubba. Bubba's Bubba's pretty Soul awesome. Train and uh, Frankie of the North, they love Enrique. Yeah, why? Kane is all about us two. Yeah. So I mean it's just you got people that there's, it's just like everybody loves. Well, and that's why we mix it up because different people like different things. Everybody loves certain characters on certain shows. That's true. Everybody like who does who didn't like Data? Oh come on! He was the greatest. Data was my favorite as a child growing up. Do you know they're bringing? But him now back? let me tell you this: as a child yes. growing up, Data, bam, bar none. No, yeah. Now Picard, absolutely. Absolutely. The older I've gotten, I'm like, that is, the, that is the only thing I'm holding on to that's keeping me alive. It's the thought that I'm going to get to see Captain Picard once again. And you know what kind of scares me? Isn't he like close to 80? Yeah, but it's okay. Like, He'll get a few like, episodes in. He'll be all right. He'll be on. Sign a contract. Then, uh, oh, Jean-Luc, we don't know how he's going to make it. If he doesn't make it, doesn't make it. It's fine. Patrick Stewart is hanging there. I'm so, I talk I'm about, so ready for that since show. Since we've been talking about Indiana Jones and ancient things, Indiana. ancient and wonderful things, the dog such Indiana. as Patrick Stewart, who I thought did the best Moby Dick. Make it so, number one. Loved it. Uh, we're going to talk about a board game that is about Telltale Con. Did I say that right? Telltale Con. So, if you listen to the lady on the internet, she said, and she does it very nicely. She yes. enunciates it very clearly. As I'm just going to call it TLCon because I'm just, I don't think I can. TLT. Let's just call it TLT. In TLT. Okay. In TLCon, it's a. No, no. I don't know what you just said. TLCon? No. TLT. TLT? I Wakan. like TLCon better. Let's just call it Wakan. Wakan? Yes. Let's call it Wakan. Wakan. I'm afraid that sounds like maybe that's disrespectful if we don't call it by its full name. Okay. We're going to have to call it by its full name. TLTLCon. Wakan. Okay, there you go. See, that's why I'm very sensitive towards everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very sensitive person. Let's slay the sacred cow. TLTLCon. Uh, <laughs> You're so sensitive. Hey, hey, I stopped saying that. I'm glad you did. Thank you. You're <laughs> welcome. You know why? Because I have love for yeah. our listeners, and I respect other people's viewpoints as as long as it agrees with mine. <laughs> Telltale Con is a it, it is probably one of the as you can tell, I'm at a loss for words right now. It, it it's we've not had very many games here in 2018 that came out that were particularly new or interesting in my opinion perhaps i've missed a few i mean we, we had some winners out there but telltale con in terms of a euro game by the same designers of uh zolkin now if you listen to our review a singular designer a Jerry. singular designer uh daniel toschini uh yeah so with with artist odysseus that's his name odysseus O-D-Y-S-S-E-A-S. 
See, that's Odysseus. a good name. That's up there with Kane. How do you not? How, how, how do you, you not you're like? Just like super cool. That's like Odysseus. That's like a like. That's like a, your whole life, you just go on adventures. Troy, Kane, and Odysseus. <laughs> I wish I, my name's like Gabby. Yeah, that's like a girl's name. I mean, I, actually, my real name is Gabrielle. better it's not come on it's a girl's name false it is. okay gabriel okay gabriel gabriel that's it yeah go ahead and then people say oh like in the bible the angel like yes so you yes. went gabriella i'm very no <laughs> gabriel that's how you say it gabriel. in chile oh, chile yes sorry i am of hispanic origins i am jerry of <coughs> Like pawn of, shop fame of antlers, okay. <laughs> like oh, my wife, well, I think my wife said something one day. There's Jerry. nobody, there's no but young people named Jerry anymore. That name has died out. Uh, uh, Jerry is real popular with Rick and Morty. Every, <laughs> every, every show that comes out, every pawn Jerry. shop owner or every shady person is named Jerry. There is a website, and they're bald, literally dedicated to Jerry being like. The guy that falls. Yeah, it is. It's just like on Instagram, I follow follow Jerry of the day. Yeah. And it's like somebody falling on their face. (laughs) He's the Jerry of the day. We're not dope for our balance. Uh, on the Parks and Rec, Jerry. Yes, he was the big clumsy the guy, fat clumsy guy <laughs> that had all the all, his wife and daughters oh. were all real pretty, and nobody could figure it out. That was Billy Joel's wife. It was. Yes, Billy Joel. He's married to the Katie Down Easter Alexa. Billy Brink- Joel. Yes. Are his you kidding wife. me? I don't know that they're still married. I kind of think they are. Christine Brinkley. Christina. Christina Brinkley. Kirsten. Kristen. Something like that. Like he's cruising through the Block Island Sound, charted a course to the vineyard. That yes, that Billy is his Joel. wife. Really? I I think they're still married. I she hope, was like a supermodel. How could she not be married he to Billy He was a piano Joel. man. But tonight I'm Nantucket bound. But tonight I am Nantucket bound. I love that song. I love that song. Okay, listeners. Listen to Billy Joel, the Down Easter Alexa, and if it doesn't bring a tear to your eye as you think of those poor fishermen. That are fishing their heart out. They are fishing their heart out. It's true. Uh, One of my favorite books about fishing. This is coming out of... Oh, man, the sea. No, 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 no. no. Uh, Often we have people ask us on Instagram and various other social media sites about what our favorite other things are. I and I'm I'm gonna put TLTLCon off to the side here for a moment. I know we've bantered for oh, a lot. We're gonna table that. We'll table that for a moment. What was the other word for table? Mensa. Mensa. We're gonna mensa that. So I love In the Heart of the Sea. Oh. N- not the movie done by Ron Howard that had Thor or Thor's brother in it. Not that movie. That's not the movie. The book in the heart of the sea. Oh, okay. In the heart of the sea is about the event that inspired uh, the writing of Moby Dick, not the movie Moby Dick with Patrick Stewart, but the book Moby Dick. Apparently, Christy Brinkley has not been his wife in quite some time. Okay, <laughs> since that like ha- the 90s. I'm sorry. Sorry for you, Billy Joel, but the 80s rocked for you. The 90s, yes. not so much. Yes. Uh, in the Heart of the Sea is one of my favorite books about just tragedy and survival. Uh, and of course, anything that deals with the 1800s seafaring, if anybody out there, if you are a fan 
of the of tragedy of and the, survival. No, no. If you're the fan of the Patrick O'Brien, uh, the the Patrick O'Brien series, the Aubrey and Madawin, uh series, the Master Commander series. Oh, love those books. There's like twenty of them. Love them. Absolutely. Wasn't that a Russell Crowe movie? It was the one of the best Russell Crowe movies, if not Master the and best. Commander. Have you no, watched no, no, no. Master and Commander? Come on. Okay, I'll give you Gladiator. Okay, well, but have oh, you watched go. Master and Commander yeah, lately? It's not. Do, no, no. You said lately. I've not watched it lately. You I need watched to watch it. it lately. I watched it when I was younger. I found it a little boring. Because it's got Beatty in it. The guy that was on your sh- favorite show, The Avengers, is he in it? He was in The Avengers. His buddy. Who? The, the the guy who was the guy with the jewel in his head. You made oh, me watch the clip oh, of that. Oh yes, 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 yes. He's Paul the doctor. Bentley. Paul Paul Bettany. Is that his name? Bettany. Yes. He's the guy. He's the doctor. He's the Madawin. Oh. He's he's Audrey. What are Madawin. you saying? Madawin? Audrey Madawin. Audrey Captain Audrey. Lucky Jack Audrey. Okay. He's the he's the captain. That was Russell. That's Russell. Okay. Paul's the doctor. And it's a bromance. It's basically okay. us. It's basically okay. us. If okay. I was the captain and you were a doctor, if you had some sort Why of skill, are you the captain. Because I look at me. <laughs> what are you? Look at me. Look at me. I am the captain. That's why. You know why? why? I want to. You're I the am a follower, huh? I am a follower. Yes, you are. No, I'm a. It's part of my personality. It is. I, I love that part of your personality. The, I do not like. Taking the lead. That's the best part about you is that I love the fact that you're easily able. I'm easily able to dominate oh, the conversation no. <laughs> and able to control. I, I yeah, don't like being is. in charge. It stresses me out. I like it causes control. me anxiety. I like being responsibility in equals anxiety. Oh, <laughs> uh, in Telltale Con, getting back to the board game. Uh, uh, by the way, speaking of which. People have asked for like our background, and like I think we kind of mentioned things in the first episode. I guess we could like reset every now and then, like say blah blah blah. We'll do that on the next episode. We'll do that on the next episode. Uh, next episode, okay. we will pour our hearts out Ooh, to teaser. our listeners. We're teasing. This is called teasing. And Telltale Con, if you like Zulkin, what well, Zulkin is the game with the gears, where you put your workers on, and they the longer they stay on these gears, the better their action will be. We did a review on Zulkin. I can't remember. It's been many episodes ago, it seems like. But we didn't quite like it. Like, we understood it, but it just... It hurt me. It was... It was. It hurt my brain. First off, what I didn't like about Zulkin was that mainly you had to just go after the skulls. I don't like the silent T. No, I don't like silent T. If you're going to put Zulkin, just make it with a Z. And I didn't like that you pretty much... If you focused on skulls, you pretty much were going to win. Seemed like that. I was frightened that Teotihuacan Khan would be quite similar. It is in a way. So essentially, to give you an idea, let me close my eyes and take my glasses there off. There we go. Uh, you start with dice, and the dice all begin. Three dice are your workers. They start with the pip level of one. And you wrap around clockwise, moving either one to three spaces around the board. And when you land on an area, you have three options. You can basically go to option one, which is run your uh, marker up one of the three god tracks, one of the three tracks that basically give you bonuses and so forth. Or you can take the main action, which either gives you resources or allows you to spend resources to either build this massive pyramid or decorate the pyramid or to get some sort of bonus. The other third action is essentially collect cocoa, which is like the food, basically food for your workers. Um, you is that chocolate? 
Cocoa? I hope it is. It's not cocoa. Or is it cocoa? No, it's not cocaina. Uh, it's actually cocoa. No wonder I, they built that temple. I like to think that like they're just out there giving out like Hershey's and like hot chocolate to their workers. We'll give you some chocolate. Yeah, give you some chocolate. Uh, yeah. And that was like it's cocaina would have inspired me a little bit more. <laughs> I'd have had that sucker built in a day. <laughs> Why is this pyramid leaning? Oh wow, yeah. <laughs> He's lifting that big stone all by himself. Drug abuse is not a joking matter. (laughs) Now he's dead. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So in this game, every time you take an action, for the most part, one of the main board actions, your worker increases in rank. So from a one to two to two to three and so forth and so on. And, of course, that allows him that when you use that worker... Next time, he gets a more powerful uh, action. But once he hits six, he ascends. He basically dies. And now you start back over. And so, of course, you get better actions with having high-power workers, but also more workers in an area. So you're basically trying to get your more workers... More workers, the more you can get done, obviously. More workers in the one area to get more resources and get more workers over here. So you have to basically... The way the game is set up is to think two or three turns ahead. You have to, to be efficient. <clears throat> and what essentially what you're trying to do, the main focus of the game is building this pyramid. Stacking these very beautiful little tiles in certain areas, having the resources to build them up, or doing other things that kind of add to your victory points, like decorating the temple, which is basically, or the pyramid, which is basically putting these little, um, little markers on it that add color to it. It's a very beautiful game. I love the artwork on it. I love the presentation. The first time I read through the rule book, I kind of understood. The rule book was very good to me for some reason. I, I, I did not, it didn't confuse me that much. There was one area that I really struggled with, which unfortunately was the pyramid, <laughs> which is unfortunately exactly how you scored that. For some reason, I could not wrap my mind around that. I had to get on YouTube and watch a video to kind of get my mind uh, situated on it. Overall, this game is good. It's sound. Every time we play it, it seems as if we score very similar. We, 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 we end up being, it's a very tight game. Even with two, three, or four players, you just add the dummy dice out there, the other players. That anytime you go to a spot that has other dice on there, you have to pay a certain amount of cocoa, a certain amount of food to utilize the main action. So that requires some more forethought. So even with lesser players, to me, it actually is a little bit better with two or three players. Um, it's interesting. And I will say this. The only definitive thing I could say about Teotihuacan is that, to me, it's better than Zulkin. Yes. You, yes. I was about to ask. Um, okay. Teotihuacan. Yes. Is actually 25 miles northeast of modern-day Mexico City. Are you reading that from YouTube? Wikipedia. Okay, well, that's the Feathered Serpent Temple. Is the third largest temple there? It's known today as the site of many of the most architecturally significant Mesoamerican pyramids built in the pre-Columbian Americas. Great. Yes. Interesting. Uh, what's interesting about it, it now? Since we're the city is thought to have been established around 100 BCE. Yeah, there was people over here way back then. Yeah. That's Did you crazy. not know that? Uh, if you go to the National Museum, the Smithsonian of American History, I'm sorry, it's of the National Museum of of um, National Museum of the American Indian. I'm sorry, in Washington D.C. We went there last fall. 
they had an excellent digital like display of Teotihuacan. I think it was Teotihuacan. So who built it? It was the uh, not the Mayans, but the. Not I mean, I always Incas? think of Mayas, Incas, or Aztecs. As Aztec, I'm sorry. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. You're going to embarrass me. We're going to have to cut all this because my knowledge of this is very much well, lacking. I can't see who built it. Well, it's, well, it says it's quite mysterious, and the origin of its founders is uncertain. So I guess that'd be why we don't really know. It's just meant to be big, foreboding, and mysterious. It was uh, the Aztecs in Mexico, central Mexico. It was Aztec. It says the city was already in ruins by the time of the Aztecs. I think they, I think they built it. Okay. I want to say this, they no. Built. This is Teal Table Con- no, again. Okay, this is Wikipedia. Uh, well, go ahead. <laughs> the source of all knowledge. The source of all knowledge. Teal Table Con was the largest urban center of Mesoamerica before the Aztecs, almost one thousand years prior to their epoch. So they the epic. So they they epic is spelled E P I C. This is E P O C H. Epoch. 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 That's the guy off the matrix. Whatever. Uh, so you, yeah, they predated the Aztecs. So I don't know who did it. A bunch of old people. Who did it? They're all we dead. We don't know. Who are these people? All we know is is that Telltale Con is a better game than Zulkin, in my opinion. <clears throat> Should you buy it? Hold on. Okay. The first time me, Jerry, and Enrique played Telltale Con, <laughs> I didn't like it. No, you didn't. You yeah. hated it. You grumbled about it. Was, it. Me and Enrique uh, loved it. You did. We, we were it, I, But I got that Zulkin feel because it was so crunchy and so hard. That's not a loving feeling, is it's it? It's so hard to make a move. That Zulkin feeling. <laughs> and I just, I was like, no, it's more was Top Gun. work than it is. I am fun. Goose. I don't kind of It's more work than it is fun. You know, Christopher Walken and Jim Kirk have a lot in common, as far as the way they speak. The, in- the interesting thing is that, that William Shatner just didn't know his lines. He was buying for time. <laughs> Walken he, speaks that he way. He's trying to think of his next line. There's some <laughs> thing on uh, the wing. Well, William Shatner, there's a man that, if you want a good time, this is what you For do. a good time, call good William Shatner. If you want a good time. One of these nights, you have to do this. 1-800-JIM-KIRK. Just go ahead, pour your glass of wine, sit back, and YouTube William Shatner. Did you say something about his spoken word? William Shatner sings oh God. Rocket Man. Oh, no. And you, he doesn't sing it. He, he speaks it. But it's wonderful. Oh. And you realize that... William Shatner was a man that truly didn't care about what <laughs> anybody didn't. thought. He just did what he wanted to do. That's the Shat. And he spoke. He didn't sing. He spoke Rocket Man. And he did it pretty good, my opinion. I doubt it. Okay. So, T.O. Table Con. I played it. Did not like it. Mm. I realized it was a thinky puzzle. A it lot is to do. Very it hurt my brain. It hurts brains. I didn't enjoy it. Not really. But I saw some potential there. Potential. I didn't enjoy it. Jerry and Enrique leave. Wait, did we we played it twice that we day? We played it twice, we which is twice a rare a thing that we play a game twice I in know, a row. Because it's a beast to set up. It is a pain and to set so up. Like, we already have this massive thing set up. It's super fiddly. All right, it's here. Let's play it again. <laughs> really, the act of setting up Teotihuacan 
after you get done with it, it feels like perhaps this is what they same frustration they went to actually building Dale Dale God. I feel for them. Now I understand. Now we understand. And it's like the rules then say how to set up the game. And then after that, it's like, okay, you finished the game. You just set it up. Just so we to played play. it again. And it kind of has this Rondell aspect it to it. It is Rondell. Again, there is I, no Moncala, unfortunately. No Mon. What happened to Moncala? He's not here. He doesn't have anything to drop off. I liked him a lot. Well, he's gone now. I didn't like it the second time. But I see the genius there. There is some genius there. We the, Jerry leaves it with me. Who bought this game? Me. You? you bought this game. I bought this because the guy who designed the solo, which I did not like, is the same individual who designed Anachrony. David Turksey. Thank you for that. I don't particularly like the solo in this game, by the way. Well, I will say this. Got I played me. it solo. Played it solo. Twice. Twice. It's fiddly. Very again, fiddly. Fiddly, fiddly. Because, like, it's not like every tile, like, okay, there's some tiles you will either get benefits or you have to pay benefits. And there's other tiles where you will uh, increase the power of your worker and other tiles where you don't increase power of your worker. So, like, every time I made a move, I'm like, oh, what does this do? What does this do? What does this do? Now, if I played it five times in a row, I might finally get that down. I've only played it twice solo. It's enjoyable. It is a good solo, and it will beat the crap out of you because he actually gets points on his resources. Mm. Like, he had, like, 21 points in resources last time I played. I get points on my resources. The TLT bot. Then, okay, so then I'm like appreciating the game more. Yeah. I play with Jerry just today. We played a two-player game. And I'm stomping you. I'm sitting here playing this game thinking, I don't, I'm blowing you out of the water. What is he even doing? Like, what are you doing? (laughs) And then the game ends. What was our score? Uh, One... 107 to 106. Okay. Explain that. This is, and I've said this before in the past. Gabby has heard me whip out my soapbox many a time, my Amazon box, about how I love games where the scoring is done right. I hate games where there is a runaway leader. I love games where you have an objective. There's maybe different ways to meet that objective, or maybe there's just one point that you're going to. And to me in Telltale Con, there is just one point. Well, there is, is the pyramid. It is build that pyramid. On. I focused on that a couple times, but I did manage to get it with the, the, the Avenue of the Dead. Yeah, where you, you build little houses, yes. like a cemetery. Gobby focused a little bit more on that. It and got I had that one thing that gave me three extra points. I went there. It gave him extra points. And I'm completely ignoring that. I'm on target. I'm on objective. I'm, I am just killing it. Actually, at the end of the game, I thought I had you beat. Barely beat him. But the, and you beat I one love point. that. I love a it game that is this tight. This game is, if I, I had to make a recommendation, it would be this. If you like Zulkin, if you're one of those guys that are still playing Zulkin. If you like your brain to burn. Shake it. And go ahead and get this. This is a good game for that. This is one of two games so far in my gaming period of life. Gaming period of life. Go eight, ahead. Seven, eight Vikings would be the other one. Yes. Really? I started off not liking. Yeah. You were like, I, I, I don't want to play this game. Yeah, you don't want to play it at all. But I'm also, but I enjoy gaming in general. So even games I don't like just because I enjoy gaming, I will play it again. Mm-hmm. So I've played this one five times now. And on this fifth time, 
We're one point apart. I'm coming up on you from the rear. And like, I think I've got you beat after you've been ahead this whole game. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to sneak up on this rascal and I'm going to get him. <laughs> Bam! Says rascal and then, uh, no, you beat me by one point. By one point. One point, I know like the whole, it doesn't matter if it's an inch or a mile. Winning is winning. But the fact is, is that this game was, is the negatives towards it is this. It is a beast to set up. It's a beast. It is a beast to learn. It's awkward to score. It's awkward to score. It's very fiddly. It requires you to win That's, the... Okay, I will say it's fiddly also mainly if you have less than four players because then you have the bot players out there to take up spots. I actually think it's a little bit more fiddly with more players because really? you have to remember to move that marker. That that round marker just eats me alive. Yeah, yeah. We forgot like that a couple round times. round marker like, oh, yeah. just eats If me you alive. ascend or after end, you got to move that round marker. This is a game that's kind of hard to recommend because it one... Is. For games that we that came out in 2018, this is probably one of the better ones. For board game snobs, me and you. That, that's it. That players is of our ilk. We are of the ilk. We like games to hurt our brains. Painful. Hurt me. Hurt me This bad. game is tough. It's bad. It's tough. But the payoff is good. But you have to play it and commit to it. And so that's what I'd say. It if, is not... It is not thematic. It is no, it's straight up it's Euro blandness. Super, this is a game that point salad. This is a game where the theme is not derived from the actions. The theme is derived from the presentation and the artwork. Yes. So if you love the setting, the setting. If you love Zulkin, buy this game. If you are a type of person that loves heavy Euro games, for instance, maybe you're a Feld fan, which we're not particularly. Um, maybe you're one of those guys that really, really like, or gals that really, really like games that are, that you have to play multiple times to see the beauty of them. I think like Madeira or other heavy cardboard games, then definitely Telltale Con is a heavy game. It's not something that I can recommend to just all of our listeners because I'm afraid that somebody who likes a medium weight Euro is going to buy this and go, Oh my God. Holy cow. (laughs) Yeah, it's, um, it's a lot. It's on the heavier side. This is one of the heavier board games that I it, like. And it's not so much... What makes it heavy, though, is the fiddliness of it. Yes. It's not the... It, there is a lot of thinking, but like 60% of the heaviness is from thinking. The 40% of it comes Once from you learning get down it and the, the fiddliness. What is there? Eight actions? There's eight, uh, eight or one, nine different... Two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's eight actions you can take, but really you only take one per turn. Yeah, that's all you did. So, on your turn, as Jerry said, you have three actions to choose from because you can advance up to three spots. So, three actions to choose from. You can only take one of those, and there's only eight entire actions in the entire game you can take. So, you will get used to it. You will get to understand it. It may be overwhelming at first, but once you get into it, it's a good game. It's a good game. I like it. And it is, I have to say, David Turksey... He needs to keep up that solo mess. He, I saw him on Board Game Geek. He said he did Dice Settlers. Like, he designed Dice Settlers. I haven't heard rave reviews for Dice Settlers, but because he designed it, I'm interested to play it just for the solo. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, That's that was one of those that I... That, that was strange. And, and and let me get off on this tangent for a second. Are Lord there, Head. Are there any designers that when you see their name attached to something... It makes you go, I'm going to blind buy this game. Because that's what happened. Blind buy? 
No. That's what happened to me with Teotihuacan. Is that I saw it, I looked at it, and thought, I don't like this. And then, for some reason, I was looking on the solo board on BGG, and I thought, oh, wait a minute. That's the guy who did Anachrony, who designed the solo. And then I looked at the designer of this game, and was like, oh, that's the guy who did Zulkin. Is and he I, one of the Zulkin guys? No, he's not. Oh, he's not? Well, well, the guy who designed this is the Zulkin guy. The solo guy is the guy off Anachrony. Oh, okay. And I thought, yeah. wait a minute. And I bought it just based on that. Like, mm-hmm. literally, that was it. There are a few designers, and that's that's a compliment that I'm going to throw out there. What's his name? David Turksies? David Turksy. Excellent. I'm guessing that's how you say He's it. He's an up-and-coming designer in my mind with Anachrony. I haven't played Cerebrum. There's Cerebrum, the card game out now. And also the individual here with, who, who obviously the senior designer, of the guy who did Zulkin and, and uh, this game here, um, Obviously, their names are out there. They're people that you can kind of trust that their games are at least going to be sound mechanically. Oh, are you sure this guy designed Zulkin? Is he one of the designers? I believe so. Oh, no, there it is. And yeah. Zulkin. Yeah, okay. and Zulkin. Yeah. Uh, so, like that and Martin Wallace. If I see Martin Wallace, I'm Martin Wallace, I will say this at this point in time. Martin Wallace can do anything, I'll buy it. Uh, there are two designers I trust at this moment. Okay, go ahead. Some are not as great as others. Mm-hmm. Simone Luciani. Okay. And Martin Wallace. Really? Uh, Simone I, has been a little hit and miss. He has. Coimbra. Was he in Coimbra? No, he was not in Coimbra. Or was he in Coimbra? Okay, uh, he was I don't on know. That, he wasn't that side of Coimbra. I'm speaking out of he my butt. He's been in Grand Austria Hotel, and okay. he's been, and he, which is good. That was good. And he has been in our favorite. Lorenzo, Lorenzo. is one of my tops. Martin yep. Wallace, I'm not a fan of all train games. I'm not. Railways of the World, people rave about that game. We weren't crazy about it. I enjoyed it. I could see the, the, the design was excellent. It's just not our style. Australia, we have not reviewed Australia. No, we haven't, but I want to buy it. Martin Wallace, he's got, he's a hit in my book. If he designs a game, I'm interested. I'll say that I'm interested. No, I'm not interested. I'm buying it. Jamie Stegmeyer used to. Stegmeyer Games, I was like, boom, I'm in. Viticulture, Scythe, I'm in. Mm, not here lately. The, the only real designer that I am just fanboy of is Martin Wallace. Okay. Like I am a deep like Simone Luciani. I'm still with you. I'm with Simone as well. Like if 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 I had to think of designers, if somebody said Simone is designing a game, David Turksey. Now, if he's soloing a game, I'm interested. Um, yeah, he's getting up. There. I love the fact that there's a guy that is specializing in soloing. Well, at least the games that he works at, he he tends to make sure that the solo players are taken care of. And and, and the solo is difficult. But man, it's ingenious. Yeah. It's just, it, it's, uh, even in an acronym, you got your own separate board and the Chronobot. I won't go into that. But yes, I, I'm, Tail Table Con, I'm just, I'm baffled by it. I love the fact that I started off not liking this game. And I love the fact that I've played this game five times now. And this last time we played, I, I prefer it two player or solo because it, I like to go faster. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I don't like to sit around and think about my next move. <laughs> no need for that. And it's just, uh, I'm a fan. I'm, I'm a fan of Tail Table Con. I can't recommend it, like you said, because it's super fiddly. It's a beast to set up, but. 
But as we, far as board game snobs are concerned, yes, me and Jerry approve this game. If it is a, if you now, as for our listeners, and this is the caveat, if you're into heavier games, then most certainly Teotihuacan is something you should get after. Same thing. If you're a Zulkin fan, if you're one of those got Zulkin fanboys, then definitely give Teotihuacan a try. And if you didn't like it, give it another try. <laughs> If you're not one of those that are into heavier games, then do not go out and after this one. No, it is terrible. Wait, wait. <laughs> if you don't like wait, it, yeah, yeah, you're not. You're not going to be of that. You're type. not going to like that, it. And that's not necessarily a commentary on. Oh, I like heavy games. No, it's just that everybody has a tolerance level of how much fiddliness and how much effort you have to put in to a board game. Because that's essentially it. There are some movies. Whether it be movies, video games, or board games, that the the yep. fiddliness, what I'm having to put into to understand the, the amount movie, you're willing to invest, what I am willing to invest, we invested in Teo Teocon. Yes, has it paid us back? Yes, absolutely. Would you be willing to do that? Most people probably not. I'd say at least most of the modern board gaming community they like middle of the road or lighter games. That's that's what There's is no getting, minis, huh? There's, There's no, no minis. minis. Beautiful artwork, nothing else. Some dice and some just just wonderful artwork, but that's about it. So, if you're in the middle of the road games, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. But so far, this has been a it's been interesting to a play. A surprise hit for it me. It was surprise. It's now I I'm not gonna say it it's, was surprise. I'm not gonna say it's a top ten for me, but it was a surprise. It was a surprise. Which no, it, no, not you know what? Uh, I'm not gonna say. Like this game is surprising me every time I play it. How much I'm enjoying it. I'm like, my God! I start off hating this game, yeah. and now I'm like really. The enjoying surprise it. was Captain Oddbury's ship. Ship? Did you know that? The surprise. Huh? The surprise. That's Captain Oddbury's ship. Uh, what about Oddbury. the USS Minnow? I don't know who that is. Gilligan's Island. <sighs> Did you watch Gilligan's Island? Yeah, all the time as a child. You did? I loved Gilligan. Uh what was and the, the skipper? What, now what was the two chicks in it? Ginger and Marianne. Marianne. So that was very blatant. Like they knew the show was just going to be sort of like we need to For have boys. Some, yes, like we gotta have some pretty <laughs> ladies in this show. And so they did that. And, and it, it was interesting. They they picked the sophisticated fancy one. And then the down-to-earth girl next door, yeah, and like they're they, both, like, super attractive. Well, so, like, what did the producers of that show, like, <laughs> that, that, I, even now, it frustrates me when I watch it. The I'm fact like, that we're talking about Gilligan's Island, 30 or 40 years after it aired, so uh, they box, knew what they were doing. I'm whipping my soapbox back out. Go. It irritates me when there is a show that the characters have been so blatantly cast it's like you're the pretty girl, you're the handsome guy, you're supposed to archetypes. be the archetypes. I hate archetypes in any type of movie or television show. We should be past that by now. Super past that. Why is character well, de- I mean is character development too much to ask for? It's 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Gilligan's Island now, is Gilligan's Island is 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. I, I find it fascinating that anybody who watched Gilligan's Island would rate it on Rotten Tomatoes. Well. They got off the island and then they came back and made it into a resort. They did a spinoff of that. I can't remember what it was named. Uh, I don't want, I don't know how many of them are even still alive. I will tell you this. I will tell you this. Uh, uh, Mike Rowe 
does a very interesting podcast about the guy who played the skipper. What's his name? The skipper? Yeah. Can't think of his name. Uh, the skipper is Alan Hale Jr. Talks about his life and what he went through to become an actor. Marianne's 80 years old. Yeah, man. She's up there. 80 years old. She it's, was just a kid. It's been a long she was time. born in 1938. Let's see, Gilligan's 1938. Island. 1938. Wow, that show has been First on episode, so 1964. So, wow. 38. So, 48, 58. She was 26 years old wow. on that show. Ain't that crazy? Man, time flies. How much time has this podcast been going on Long now? enough. Let's wrap it up. All right. So, Chris, Soul Train, Vlad the Viking, and Vlad's brother, Lufier. And who else? Marco. Paul. 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 Ruane. No, wait. Paul's... These guys. Paul, Soul Train, Vlad, and Vlad's brother, Leaf. Yes. You guys are on the snobbies. You're okay. on the board. You're on the board. You, you've been... You've been... I hope you, you remember that. I will. <laughs> I will listen to this podcast when it comes out a week from now okay. and be like... <laughs> You're like, I don't remember what I what said. What did I say? Those guys, was, write their down. We need your nominations. I will write their down. Yes. We need you to communicate openly with us about what your favorite games are this year. Games released. 2019. 2019. We don't look to the past. We look to the future. And you know, it helps because we don't play, we don't buy and play that many games throughout the year. We do play a lot. We try to get the big ones in. But there's lots of little ones that we try to focus on the little ones too because there's some that get missed that don't get played and talked about. Next week we are going to talk about some games that we have not talked about. Like what? That we did miss. Give another tease besides our personal background. The networks. Okay. Which is a game, and Santa Maria, By which Jehovah is also a game, and Santa Maria. Okay. Until then, I'm Gabby. This is Jerry. Bye bye. Okay. Thank you for listening to the Board Game Snobs. Stay classy.